You're listening to A Man Reads Romance, a podcast narrated by Dudley Manchester. Every episode, you'll enjoy a happily ever chapter of new, and sometimes hot, romantic fiction. If you're enjoying this podcast, please do leave a review. Pretty please? Also, if today's book selection is whetting your appetite or stirring your curiosity, be sure to check out the show notes for more information about the title. Now, on with the show. Today, we're reading the first chapter of A Steamy Romance by Constance Ruth Clark. This one's entitled Wild Imaginings. Chapter 1 Holly, you need to change your last name from Barrett back to Spencer and buy a vibrator, my sister Sally said shortly after my divorce. It's very discreet if you do it online. I don't care if it is. I couldn't order something like that, I said, laughing nervously. You know I'm living with Mom and Dad, right? What if Mom opened it by mistake? Sally had great intentions, but she hadn't made a mistake in the romance department as I had. She and her husband, Jacob, were still as happy as newlyweds after ten years of marriage, and they'd been blessed with three beautiful children besides. Honestly, as much as I loved her, sometimes it was a little sickening. Trust me, you'll regret it if you don't, she said, her voice tinged with laughter, but I could tell she was serious. You're not going to want to start dating again for a while. Now is the time to focus on you, to heal from what Jack put you through. I knew I'd take her advice about my name, but couldn't bring myself to order an adult toy, even if they were shipped in discreet packaging. So far, my rebellion had been limited to allowing myself to swear. In my head. The divorce wasn't my fault. I knew that. After seven years of being a pastor's wife, moving back home felt, in many ways, like crawling into bed and pulling the covers over my head. More like I was six instead of pushing thirty. You're hiding from life, Sally said, continuing to dish out the sisterly advice while she hid from the kids at my parents' annual Fourth of July party. I am not, I said from where I sat, leaning back on the porch swing. Staring out over my parents' lawn, I watched her kids run through the sprinkler. This is just temporary until I can figure out what I want to do next. You have your teaching degree, my ever-helpful sister pointed out. They're looking for a teacher over at the middle school. Has mom been talking to you? This sounded a lot like a conversation I'd had with her recently. Maybe, but she's right, Sally said. It's time to move on from the past. I know. Oh, geez, she said, noticing her youngest son had tripped and fallen. I'll be right back. This conversation isn't over. She ran off to help her baby. My sister had a way of telling it like it is, and she was right. I had been hiding from life until I was ready to face it again. I kept telling myself it was only temporary until I could figure out my life. But I'd been hiding here for six months already and my parents were starting to lose patience. It's not like I'm going to start adopting cats, I said under my breath as I watched her nurse her son's knee. The divorce and everything that had led up to it was still giving me nightmares. It hurt to think I had been so naive about my husband's true nature. I had been duped by believing what he told me until I couldn't deny what I saw with my own eyes. 
The buzz of the celebration activity faded as I thought back over the highlights of my marriage. I've had to teach you everything. I could still hear the sound of Jack's patronizing voice whining its way into my thoughts. Maybe if you'd had a little more experience, you'd know how to keep me excited. I'd been a virgin when we married. How was I to blame for my lack of knowledge? Seriously, what a jerk. My favorite excuse was when he tried to put the blame for his cheating on me. Every time you try, it's like a virgin again, and you have no idea what to do with my erection. You don't have to be a whore, Holly, but seriously, can you at least try to keep me hard? Oh, I'd tried. I'd read books, like the all-time classic, The Joy of Sex. I'd found it in an antique bookstore as a plain brown hardcover book. If the owner wondered why I was buying a sex book, he didn't say. That book was a real eye-opener. I'd actually learned a lot from that gem. Really, can you blame me? It's like making love to an ice princess with you. You just lay there, so yeah, I was tempted. If you'd been a better wife, better at following the biblical principles of taking care of your husband, then I wouldn't have sinned. Jack was so good at the blame game. I never would have been tempted by that whore of Babylon, that scarlet woman. Scarlet woman, my ass. She was the church organist. L made him think that she knew anything more about that than I did about sex. In fact, I was pretty sure she didn't. Prim and proper, she wore her hair in a bun, kept every button of her blouse fastened all the way to the top, and always wore skirts below her knees. I'd known her for years, and she'd never seemed like much of a flirt to me. I still couldn't believe she could have fallen for him. The trouble was, I didn't really blame her, as much as it would have been easier. I knew it was all him, because I'd caught him red-handed. The day my world fell apart still haunted my nightmares as if it were yesterday. I'd stopped by the church to drop off that week's bulletins when I'd overheard his voice drifting out of the church rectory. At first I'd thought he was on the phone. Sarah, honey, you know I love you, but I can't leave Holly. She's pregnant, and what would she do, she and the baby do, if I left them? Jack's voice sounded especially condescending in my ears. Who on earth was he talking to? I'd suspected he was cheating on me, but until that exact moment, hadn't been positive. And what was this nonsense about not being able to leave? Who on earth was he talking about? Me? I certainly wasn't pregnant. Until you do, I just don't think, I mean, I can't. Oh, Pastor, Jack, I don't know, it's not. Sarah's voice sounded breathless. The church organist? She was young, sure, but so prim and proper. I couldn't imagine how he'd managed to convince her that he was interested. He liked his women more experienced. He told me so on countless occasions. Of course he can, for the man who loves you and who claimed to love, Jack said, and by his tone and the muffled sound of his voice, I knew he was trying to get her to agree to something more than choosing the opening hymn. You know you want to. Just don't say no. I couldn't stand it anymore. I had to see for myself what was going on. Creeping up to the partially open door, I peeked inside and immediately felt sick at what I saw. Jack was standing between Sarah's legs as she sat on his desk. His hand was on her leg, under her skirt, and was on its way to glory land, if you know what I mean. He had her prim blouse unbuttoned, and her breasts were partially exposed. Her hair was coming down out of her bun, and he was kissing her senseless. 
I knew he was, because if she'd had any sense at all, she wouldn't have been caught, especially by his wife, namely me. I wanted to scream when I saw them, and wanted to punch and kick both of them, but I settled for letting them know I'd caught them in the act. Sorry to interrupt, I said breezily as I waltzed in and set the bulletins on the side table. If you want him, he's all yours, Sarah. Oh, and let me set the record straight. I'm not pregnant. Pig, I hissed at Jack. Even if I were, I'd still leave you. I looked at Sarah's white face. He didn't want a baby. He made sure I had birth control. He wanted to selflessly devote himself to the church. Looks like I misunderstood the kind of devotion he meant. I had the satisfaction of watching her face turn from horrified shock of being caught to a mutinous sort of rage directed right at Jack, where it belonged. Was it my imagination, or had she not been a willing participant? I looked back at Jack's scowling face. He had been sputtering and trying to get a word in, but I was done letting him worm his way out of his lies. You're a lying cheat and a womanizer, and I never want to see your lying ass again. Even if God forgives you, I never will. The effect would have been better if I hadn't burst into tears right after I said it, but I got my point across. At least I had the satisfaction of seeing Sarah slap his dumbstruck face and push him off her before I ran out of the room. Thank God we didn't have children together. My parents had made sure the entire congregation found out that their pastor, my ex-husband, was a cheating scumbag, pretending to be a man of God. After the church gossips were finished, Sarah had moved away in disgrace, and he hadn't been able to work in the church since. I'd felt like too much of a naive idiot to talk to anyone about how I'd been duped. It was still hard to go back to church and not feel like I wasn't being judged, so I snuggled with Pastor Pillow in my bed and I stayed home instead. The congregation might know I wasn't to blame, but that didn't stop the speculative gossip. Sadly, since he was my first, I'd never been able to compare his sexual performance to anyone else. I'd started to suspect that I'd missed out, but I was too shy to try to start anything with a date. I guess I'm still an old-fashioned girl at heart. I wanted the man to do the asking, and I didn't want to be rushed into something with someone I didn't love. I thought you had a date last Friday, Sally said, flopping down next to me on the swing and interrupting my sordid memories. I did. He was an idiot. Seriously, the lack of quality men over the age of 30 in this town is discouraging. It's like the start of a bad joke. What do you mean? Between the guy who asked why I don't have kids at my age, to the guy who asked if I could come order dinner from the kids' menu because it was cheaper, to my favorite, the guy who said he'd heard I liked threesomes, I said with a laugh. They all suck. No one ever said it was going to be easy, my sister said, her lips twitching from holding back her amusement. Besides, how many men are going to understand my church background and not consider me some kind of freak? I said, trying to keep the whiny toiling out of my voice. They find out I used to be a pastor's wife and start acting like I think I'm better than they are. Good point, she said. It's true that being a pastor's ex-wife comes with a certain stigma. Maybe you should pierce your nose or dye your hair pink. Really? I shook my head at her, but at least she'd made me laugh. You know I consider myself a believer. But after everything, it's too hard to go to church and not feel like they aren't judging me. Hard as it was to admit to my family, after what my ex-husband had put me through, 
my faith had been seriously shaken. How could God have let someone like that speak on his behalf for so long? At least he'd been stripped of his title. You're better off looking further away from your hometown anyway, she said. Honestly, Sally, I leaned toward her to whisper, I feel like if I don't have sex soon, I might literally shrivel up and die. Fighting with the natural desires of a woman while still trying to be a good Christian and living at my parents' house was driving me insane. That's the only logical explanation as to why I would tell my sister how horny I was. Don't be dramatic. You wouldn't be suffering so badly if you'd take my advice and buy the vibrator, Sally said, sounding rather smug in my opinion. Maybe I need to rethink that, I said, giggling, squashing down my embarrassment at the direction of our conversation. You know is single and not creepy? Sally gave me an obvious wink. No, but you're going to tell me anyways. I rolled my eyes at her. Mark Kane. I'd known that already. Uh-huh. Facebook stalking much? It was easier to accuse her instead of owning up to doing it myself. Don't give me that. She reached over and pushed my leg with her foot. I didn't see you raise your eyebrows, so you already know this. Maybe. I crossed my arms. He ignored me in high school, like he didn't talk to me at all, not even when we were paired as partners in chemistry, ignored me. He was just shy, Sally interjected. Remember those goofy, thick glasses he wore? He probably had trouble seeing you. But hey, looking at his profile picture, someone discovered contacts. What would I say? I squirmed in the swing as I even considered how I could approach him. Hey, I thought you were cute even if you never noticed my existence? You didn't know? Know what? Now she piqued my curiosity. He asked me about you once, just before spring formal your junior year. You never told me that. It was my turn to shove her with my foot. What did you say? You'd already agreed to go with Charlie Pratt, so I told him you were taken, she shrugged, not the least bit sorry. Honestly, sis, you should just message him and say you're sorry to hear about his divorce. She wiggled around in the swings so she was more comfortable. I bet he could use a friend to talk to, and so could you. Didn't he move away, though? I asked. What good would it do? What would it hurt? Sally asked. You need something to distract you until school starts again. As if the lesson planning and classroom cleaning aren't enough? I said, laughing. I bet he doesn't even remember me. I knew I sounded childish. Just do it, Sally insisted. Fine, I will. It really is too bad he lives so far away, because he is a man I could see myself actually dating. I know, it might work out better than you expect, my sister winked at me. Carrington isn't all that far away. I figured she was right. I might as well say something nice. At least I wouldn't be bored in the evenings. Auntie Holly, come play with us, my nephew Benny said, coming over to take my hand in his little sticky one. I allowed myself to be tugged up from my seat on the swing and we joined the game. The laughter and joy of playing with the children rubbed off on me and I determined right then that not only would I write to Mark, I'd also take that teaching job after all. It was time to move forward with life. If you're enjoying the story and want to see what happens next, be sure to check out the episode notes or search on the Amazon store for Wild Imaginings by Constance Ruth Clark. That's all for now. Until next time, I wish you happy reading. 
You stretch out and slide closer. I'll hold you, then roll over. You hold me like you do every morning. What'll happen today Might be clouds in the pouring rain Hope for the sun and shining rays Heading your way I'm here for you, babe I'm here for you, babe Each and every day I'm here for you, babe I'm here for you, babe I'm here for you, babe Joys and pain, I'm here for you, babe. You come home, I greet you. We share stories, win or lose. We lay down, I hold you. So go to sleep, babe. Let's do it again in the morning Cause Lord only knows what'll happen today And my big clouds in the pouring rain Up for the sun and shining rays Heading your way I'm here for you, babe I'm here for you, babe Each and every day I'm I'm here for you, babe Through the joys and pain I'm here for you No matter how it goes I'll let you Yeah Here for you, babe Here for you, babe Each and every day